10 through 12 says, You are witnesses in God also, how holy and justly and unblamely we behaved ourselves among you that believe. As we know how we exhorted, extorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father doth his children, that you would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. Father, uh, Lord, we come before you, and um, Father, just as Lord, we were singing, we, we surrender our life to you, Father. Um, Lord, there's nothing here for us, but uh, Lord, your word, and Father, we pray that, um, Lord, as Brandon opens your word, that um, Father, we, um, it's not Brandon speaking, but it's you, and that Father, we take every word and we apply it to our life, Father, that we um, let nothing fall to the ground, Father. And I just ask this in your name. Amen. God answers prayer, right? It's not Brandon speaking. Oh. <laughs> he answers our prayers. So I smashed my thumb this week, and it was really difficult to play guitar. <laughs> so, you don't have to say that. Sweet. So, um, today, this message is called um, The Walk of a Christian, and the passage um, that Jeremiah just read... Um, is kind of a staple passage for me and my life. When I was coming um, back around through, you know, just part of my testimonies, I was a rebel in high school, and when I, when I came back to Midtown, um, I was going to my dad's small group, and one of the verses that he kind of assigned to me, which became a, a memory verse, and then it became kind of like a life verse, you know, those like verses that you just never forget, you, they stick with you. Um, that's what that's what First um, Thessalonians two twelve is. It's not up here or anything, but um, it says that ye would walk worthy. Um, wait a second. That you would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto His kingdom and glory. And I never really, I never really lost that. It's kind of been a a constant. Uh, just a, a, I don't know. I hold on to it. I don't ever forget it. I'm always. I, man, I need to walk worthy because God's called me to all this. And so this is kind of like the definition of passage of, of what that means. And so um, there are many areas um, in which the Christian is learning and growing. Um, and Paul, he lays out in this passage um, three kind of facets to where the Christian and how he behaved when he was revisiting the Thessalonian church. And so in the first verse, he talks about three ways that he behaved that um, kind of talk about the walk he and, and God have. In that second verse, it's, it's three more things, but it's talking about the walk um, that he has, but it's, it's for others. Um, and then the last verse, I messed that up, but the last verse is between him and God. The first one is between him for himself. Anyways. And so um, we have this Bible um, that just lays out how we live our lives. It lays out how to walk, and it lays out... How, how to do everything. It has every single answer. And so today, um, 
this is kind of how I find some of my answers. You know, this is an answer God showed me when I, when I asked myself, well, I get it. I need, I need to read my Bible, and I need to pray, and I need to go to church, and I need to, to go to Bible study, and I need to go to prayer night. And, but there's, there's more, you know. It's, how, do I, how do I talk? How, do I, how does that translate to my daily life? How, does, so how, how should being a Christian affect who I am? And this passage says that. It teaches that. And so, point number one um, is that the way I walk, it matters to me um, personally. And so, there's a picture on there, and uh, yeah, it's cool. It's not a, it's not a good PowerPoint, anyways. Um, so the way I walk matters to me, and it's dealing with this first point: is how I, how will I live personally? How will I change my life? How will the way I witness, the way I go out, how will that change? Um, and so, verse ten of that passage um, says, "Ye are witnesses, and God also." How holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. Um, and so that's, that's right there. That's for us. Yeah, there's the picture. And there's the point. Good. So this is kind of three adjectives of how Paul and, and his boys behaved, you know. And so if you want to have point one and then have a big letter A, that's kind of our first topic. But Paul says that they behaved holily. And um, these are kind of like call of higher standards to the Christian, you know. So you're, you're saved, and now you're, you're walking, you're getting sanctified, you're growing, you're doing, you know, it's kind of, we have a higher standard of living because you've been separated. Because he was walking along, and, you know, Ezekiel 16, well, maybe you don't know, but Ezekiel 16, his, God finds this bloody baby that someone just left, and he's like, well, I'm going to, I find you, and I'm going to wash you clean, and I'm going to make you my child, and I'm going to give you everything. Um, that's him in Israel. But that, that's, that's the higher calling, you know. As we've been found by God, we've been saved, we've been grabbed from the world, and now our lives need to reflect that in a certain way. And so here's the first one. We need to be holy. We need to act holily. And um, so yeah, you can go to the next one. But yeah, some of the passages that we're going to go to here is, is first 15, or hang on. You don't have to turn there, but I'm going to read them and stuff. So First Peter 1, 15 and 16 says that, uh, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And then Exodus twenty two thirty one, the first half, or A, as Sam likes to do, um, ye shall be holy men unto me. And so, one of the things that we like to say in, in response to living holy is, but I have, I have my liberties, you know? Oh, I have liberty in Christ, you know? Oh, I got my liberties. Um, and my answer to that is, please, please, don't, don't say that anymore. Um, if you are using your liber- liberties to compromise a state of holiness, justness, or blamelessness, um, I would submit to you that you are doing damage um, to yourself. Um, liberties... Uh, liberty is, you know, and this is the open quote, so you can start the quote now. We're about to end it. But uh, liberty is to deliver you from the law. It's to free you from the bondage of having a rules-based system where you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. But instead of that, I have liberty to follow Christ. But what it isn't, liberty, okay, so liberty is to deliver you from the law, but it is not to deliver you unto your flesh. It is not to transfer into you doing whatever you want to do because you have liberty. It's not transferring you to, well, I don't have to follow any rules 
Because I have liberty. That's not what it's for. It's to free you from the law. Um, second Peter. Oh, holiness. Uh, not there yet. I'll get there in a second. So, Second Peter 1, verse 21 says, For the prophecy, it's talking about the Bible, came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And so we have this word holy some more, and it's telling you that the Bible just didn't come out of nowhere. It didn't just come out of men and God, but it throws that word holy in there. And so you're going to be a Christian, and you're going to, you're going to live this life, and you're going to accept Christ. Well, the standard is holy men, because holy men is what God takes and what he uses, and women. That's what, I mean that every time. And women. Uh, holy men and women is what God takes and what he uses to, to use the Holy Ghost with and then do something in the world. He used holy men and women with the Holy Ghost to give us the word of God, to give us salvation. He uses holiness, and that's what he asks of us to be. Um, so now I think, yeah, holiness means what? All right, I'm going to try this again, and then we're all going to say it, not just five of us. Holiness means? Set apart. Good, good, good. So holiness means to be set apart. And if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of us are doing a bang-up job of, of making sure that we don't stick out. Does that make sense? A lot, of, a lot of what I try to do is make sure that I'm not holy. Make sure that I'm not set apart. Um, and upon further inspection, that is far um, from the calling of holiness. God calls me to be holy, but I'm going to go over here and not be holy. You know, there's there's a lot of you know. I like how when Mark Trotter said it at camp, he's he's kind of bringing to attention that a lot of these verses are pretty black and white. Mm-hmm. Like if you're you know if you're a friend of the world, you're the enemy of God. So you're one or the other. You know, there's not like, well, I'm friends with both, man. We're all friends here. No, it's you're friends with God or you're friends with the world. And so you're holy or you're not. You're pursuing holiness or you're pursuing unholiness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so you're, you're being set apart or you're not. You're wanting to follow Jesus or you're not. Um, when Jesus uh, was on this earth, when he was present here, he stuck out. He was very set apart from everything else that was going on. And so, so here's another, uh, I don't know, you'll have to, I don't know if I put these up right, but. So when I make room for myself to be things other than holy, what I'm doing is I'm driving a wedge between myself and Christ, and, or between myself and what Christ has called me to be. That's what I'm doing when I'm pursuing things other than holiness. Christ calls me to be Christ-like. He calls me to be set apart. I'm called to be holy. When I'm not doing that, I'm disobeying the command to be Christ-like. Does that make sense? If I'm not going to be holy, then I'm saying I'm not going to be like Christ. So you're taking a wedge, and you're, you're driving it down between you two. You're separating yourself, and I'm stunting my own growth. I am pressing pause on most growth outside of knowledge. Um, if you find yourself trapped and the only thing that you're doing is adding knowledge to yourself, it's probably because your personal relationship with Christ is being hindered in some way. Being holy is different than being pious or being a saint. 
Um, that's too lofty for us. You know, we're just men. We're just women. We're just living in the world. Um, and God made a way for you to be holy. It's not, well, I can never be holy. <laughs> you know, you think of like the perfect white, like never sitting white like garments. Not like <laughs> the perfect Asian. Uh, <laughs> I think of Andrew Ong. I just want to be Andrew Ong. Uh, but holy is just like this word that kind of strikes fear. Like, yeah, oh, holy. But it's so accessible. Whatever Christ did for you, he made it so easy for you to let him do that. He made it so easy for you to be holy through him. Because he's holy, and he lives inside of you, and he wants to walk out your life. So wait, so wait I don't even have to be holy. I just have to let Jesus be holy through me. It's, I mean, the, the principle, once you get it, will translate to, to, to point after point after point of just, wow, I just have to let Jesus do his work. <laughs> I just have to die. Oh, wait, I don't want to say that. But, so, here's some references. Um, I don't know if that's up there either. But just of this word holy is, we have unction from the Holy One. We have a most holy faith. We pray in the Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost lives inside of us. Our Bible was written by holy prophets. The life we have been given is in itself holy. Um, All you have to do is say, yes, Lord, amen, and you're holy. Um, Know what you have. Read what God has promised and given you. Listen to Brandon. Listen to Sam. Listen to these guys cry out for holiness. Um, Jesus has done and given you all the tools to be holy. Um, he is desperate for you to be holy. He is desperate for you to be like him. Um, 1 Corinthians 9, verses 13 through 14, says, Do you not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple? And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar. Um, Even so hath the Lord ordained they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. Does that you kind of make that make sense? Yeah. So these guys that are living holy lives, their whole life is the temple. These guys who are, are about the altar, they get they get their meat from the altar. Their whole lives is the altar. The guys, us, hint, who he's given the gospel to, their whole lives is the gospel. So so, so what's getting in the way of being holy? Don't you get it? It's the same as, it's the same as, <laughs> know ye not? <laughs> like when, he, when Paul says that, like, what don't you understand about this? Do ye not know that this is how it works? Yeah. If you're about the gospel, if I gave you the gospel, if I gave you life when you died, then that's the life you have. When you die, you can't go back and take your old life. You died and accepted my life. So now that life is yours. That, don't you get it? What don't you understand? What is the disconnect? Um, I'm trying. Mark, Mark got on me whenever we were in that class about not getting on the level of Paul's verses. So I'm trying. <laughs> but it's a serious thing. It's a serious verse of him being like, I don't understand why you guys think this is different. This is your life. This is the life you've chosen. This is the life you've accepted. Now go with it. Friendship of the world, back to that. 
that black and white, that you're either here or you're over here. Friendship of the world or friend with God. Um, doesn't mean that, <laughs> doesn't, okay, so picture the, the black screen. I didn't do this, but picture the black screen and you have a little spot of white on there. The white stands out. Like, so starkly. so Because it's the opposite color. Like, presence of all things, absence of all things. It sticks out. And then in the white, you get a little bit of a black dot or something. It stands out. It's not... There's no, like... <laughs> I'm going to be a friend of the world, but still be, like... I, I'm going to, you know... I'll be friends with God on Sundays. Maybe Thursdays. Or Mondays. Whatever, you know. Or I'm going to be friends with God, but then on Tuesday nights I go, you know, and I... I indulge this sin, you know, that, that, <laughs> that's not what this life is. You give up the one thing to pursue this thing. We don't go back and forth and track back and forth. That's Laodicea, which isn't hot and isn't cold, and God wants to puke it from its mouth. The guy who's walking back and forth, not deciding which color to be on, not deciding if he's going to live after the world or live after God, not deciding if he wants to be holy, not deciding if he wants to be unholy, that's the guy that God says, I would rather you just pick one because I'm going to throw you up. This is disgusting to me. And that's a lot of us. Um, so a question. Did we already pass a question? Okay, we're at the first question. If you want to go to the first question. But so end of, at the end of each point is going to be some, a question. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, right. Good. So that's the first question. The question you want to ask yourself is, am I walking set apart? Do I look different from the people walking with me, from the people in the world? Do I, am I set apart? So that's, that's holy. That's holily. That's how Paul and his boys uh, were behaving. And the second one is justly. That's letter B. So when Paul was present with the Thessalonians, he identified an aspect of his presence as being just. He was upright. There wasn't anything happening under the table. There wasn't any sneaking around or anything done that wasn't able to stand justified at any moment to any person, anyone who saw, anything that Paul did, he was just. There wasn't anything that he wasn't willing to do in front of Brandon. There wasn't anything where he wouldn't do in the middle of, you know, a Friends of International's welcome party, but maybe at a birthday party with some worldly friends he might, he might do. There wasn't any of that going on. He was just in any moment. In anything Thessalonians saw, Paul had to be just. Man. This message was really hard to prepare because I realized how much of a sinner I am. You know what I mean? I, I, it sucks. But uh, Micah 6.8 says that, uh, good. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to justly, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. This verse is in a passage where he's talking about the sacrifices, I don't want those anymore. What I want is, is your life. You know, it's the minor prophets. It's this transition from everything going on. But he's like, all right, I don't, the sacrifices don't do anything for me. I don't care if you go kill a cat. I don't care. I want you to live justly. You know, our cat's alive. It's not, nothing personal. We did just let it outside for the first time. It's been a house cat. 
out in the open? She's out there right now. Um, so the sacrifices don't mean anything. The sacrifices don't mean anything to God. What he wants is for you to live justly. What he wants is for you to walk like a Christian. Once he, once he, he gives you this gift, and once you take it, he wants you to live the way the gift, the rule book in there. You're like, okay, there's a present. Oh, there's a card. I'm going to open up the card. Let me get this card out of this, of this present I got from God. Wow, this is a big card. He loves me. You know? And he wants you to follow the instructions, and he wants you to live like that. I had this set out to the passage I wanted to hear that closely. Um, Luke 23:41 says, And we indeed justly, um, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. Um, it's, these, it's the criminals on the cross with Jesus, the three of them. Um, and the one guy's like, well, if you're Jesus, get yourself out of here. And the guy's like, shut up, man. <laughs> we're here for a reason. Like, we're here justly. Um, that guy did nothing amiss. You know? yeah. um, and so that's just another word, time that word justly is used for, for us to begin thinking, you know. How, how am I acting? Am I acting justly? Um, following Jesus means that you have all eyes on you. If not, you have God's. Um, he is always watching. A word that comes to mind is integrity. You know, it's that thing that will you do in the dark what you would be doing in the light, or what? Yeah. you know what I mean? Would you be doing the same thing if no one was here, or if anyone's watching, or if no one's watching? That's integrity. That's like being just. That's being a just person, living justly. Yeah, well, I have my liberties, you know, <laughs> liberty in Christ, man. But please. I'm going to say please every time I hear that. If someone says that to me, you know who likes to do that is Vinny. Do you guys know Vinny? Oh, yeah. He does it jokingly, but at the end of a text, he's like, don't tell me what to do. I have my liberties. He gets the peace. <laughs> please, man. Please. <laughs> Consider your words. Liberty is not to free yourself to act like the world. It is to free your actions from, from worldly influence and worldly bondage. That's what liberty is. Um... Psalm 119, verse 45, says, And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. Does that make sense? Do you see it? Yeah. You're starting to get this definition of liberty? I, it's surprising you. I didn't, you didn't, I didn't tell you we were going to talk about liberty so much. Um, does your definition of liberty in your life agree with this verse? Does that line up? You know, well, I have liberty in Christ, so I'm going to do this. But a lot of times it's just an excuse because we're making excuses, we're making exceptions, we're, we're justifying wrong things. Like, well, it's not that bad. You know, I have liberty, so no one's watching. Like Jasmine isn't going to see this, so it's okay if I do it. But that's not that's not what liberty means. Um, Psalm one nineteen forty five says, "And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts." Liberty means that if when I follow these instructions and I walk like a Christian should be, should be walking, it doesn't matter what meat I eat. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter all this stuff. If I'm walking, then I'm free. Because I have Christ's heart in me. I'm following the rules. I'm, I'm, he's, you know, he's, he's the light into my path. From walking like this, I have liberty to go wherever this leads me. I am free. Um, the true freedom is found in following the words of our God. 
By walking unjustly, I can skew my own vision of what freedom actually is. Um, I can even distract myself from seeing how the word of God justifies me. How, how, how Jesus Christ has justified me. Um, his work in me should be extremely personal. Um, it's something that he did for me. He was up on that cross to save my soul. You know, every single one of us, we, when we, we hear the gospel, we hear that God, and then he made a son, and he sent him on earth to save his creation, and then that guy lived a perfect life. He did nothing amiss. The only just person, the only holy person, got up on a cross and died so that any single person could say, hey, I, I can't be holy. He's like, I got you. I died for you. Will you accept that? Like, I accept him, you know. That's, that's personal. You know, that's between you and Jesus. That's personal. And um, his work in me, his work in you, um, should be like that. It, 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 walking justly sharpens... Wait, I fixed this on here. Yeah, walking justly focuses my heart um, and then sharpens my vision on my Savior. Uh, it emphasizes the knowledge of his constant presence. Um, and so the next question that you need to ask yourself, and I need to ask myself, is am I walking justly? All right, so the next, Paul, you know, and his buds, Paul and his buds, visiting Living Faith Lee Summit, they're there to encourage. Um, he's reflecting on his journey there. He's saying, hey... Um, ask yourselves, you guys tell me, but I think that we were holy, we were just, and then that next one is that we were blameless. Um, Luke 1.6, this is talking about John the Baptist's parents, um, but he says, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Um, Philippians 2.15 says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. It's a good verse. Um, but we're already at a disadvantage. To be blameless, you are, you are starting out against the odds. But we're like, what's that? What, did you actually say that? A like, good thing I'm not good at math, because I don't know the odds. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's a good one. So ignore, <laughs> ignore the odds, you know. Connor might know the odds, but I don't know. It says, we're proposing a stark change in the lives of the lost. We're, we're jumping into this pool of disgusting. We're jumping into this swamp, like expecting to start changing things that it doesn't necessarily want us to do or want to change. Um, we are lights in the darkness. The darkness is against us. You know what I mean? We're at a disadvantage. Everything is trying to blame you. Um, he has given you all and more that is needed. It's, you're not on your own. You know, Christ has, has equipped you. But how many of us are willing to compromise ourselves with our walk? To give the darkness something to blame in us. That's what it's looking for. It's already trying to attack you. You already have fiery darts flying at you from all directions. You already have your flesh. You already have the world. Is that, is that not enough against you? Like, you have to help it out? Like... I'm going to give it more room to grab a hold of me and, and tear me back into the darkness, or I'm going to give it something else among the list of things that it already has 
to come at me with, we have to be blameless. We don't, we don't have time for this. Um, the place we dwell is, in, is indeed crooked and perverse. The more room and familiarity, similitude we provide to us in that nation only falls out to harm. Um, what are you saying to the worldly and unjust? What is your message? Um, is it that you are better than them? I mean, God forbid. That's, that's not what we're trying to say. That's not what I'm trying to say when I enter. The, okay, everyone listen. I'm better than you. Let's go my way. It's not that's not what we're saying. But it is truth. And it is love. Um, and it is grace. And it is very different from what they have. Um, and the way you walk. The way you walk is, is preaching that message for you. It's saying that for you, without you having to say anything. The way you live your life is communicating that. Um, trying to think of where I... Okay. Got it. So 1 Timothy 3.10 says, And let these also um, first be proved, these guys who are of Paul's telling Timothy to make a ministry. He's telling him to elect bishops and deacons and preachers and stuff. And let these also first be proved, then let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless. Um, 2 Peter 3.14 says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may, ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Um, to be blamed is to cause harm. There are things I have been called out for that I don't have anything to do with in my life. You know, there's, there's sometimes there's blame coming at you for no reason. You were, you're doing fine. Um, and so that's, that's kind of eye-opening is, is how kind of we're living on eggshells. Does that make sense already? There's already people that are going to be carnal and are going to be prowling the Facebook and are going to be like, you know, ready to find any fault in anybody. There's going to be people in the world, your old friends that are like, well, what? see, look, see that? I do that still. It's not so different. Like, why are you better than me? You know, that, that's already happening. That doesn't need help. There's nothing I can do about the situation, but I can walk the Christian walk. I can walk blameless, and so I have witnesses. So when Paul says, ask the witnesses how I walked, ask them. I, I, I was just, I was holy, I was blameless. Ask everyone around. What are you saying that I did? Why don't you go ask someone else? I don't, I'm blameless, man. And I have all these people that saw. I have all these people that were witnesses to the testimony of my walk. Not even what I had to say. How I lived. Um, so will my behavior and reactions bring harm to the name of Christ, or will his name be glorified and magnified because of the way I walk? If I can be blamed, I am creating for myself problems. Um, being blameless frees me to move on. It frees me to dwell in the body of Christ richly. Um, so next question. Am I walking blamelessly? Am I walking blamelessly? And then at the end, if, if there's any of these questions that you're like, well, I don't think so. Or you're like, well, I don't know exactly what he was talking about with that personal relationship with Christ thing. Or, like, don't leave. <laughs> Don't leave today if you couldn't answer one of those questions. Yes. Don't leave. Grab somebody and pray with them. 
All right, point number two. Yep. That's, it's like Christ, and he's holding the body of Christ. It's all these different guys doing different stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you can't really see the pictures in this light. Sorry. <clears throat> Thanks. Yeah. All right, this one's point two, and then you can move your, your justify, your justification over your margin. You put a, another letter A, starting over. Because the blameless was C. Exhortation. Um, hey, exhortation. Next slide. Yeah. Acts thirteen fifteen. And after the reading um, of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word or exhortation for the people, say on. Uh, Acts two forty. Uh, with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Um, so now we're on to the next step of kind of Paul's. Uh, laying out of what he did. The first one is like, hey, this is how I walked. And then this, this one is, you know, verse 11. He's saying, this is what I did. You know, how I walked, what I did. Pretty similar, but maybe you can work with me and see a little bit of a difference. Um, so he was exhorting people. This is how he acted with the people. So the point two is the way I walk matters to others. You know, Exhortation. Um, the way I walk should be for my brothers and sisters. It is one of my is one of the many strengths of the church. Um, we worship, we praise, we sit under preachers, we serve, we fellowship, and we exhort one another. It doesn't have to be the guy preaching. It doesn't have to be the guy speaking. It doesn't you know it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be a leader. If God says something to you, it's for somebody else, and it's your duty to exhort. <laughs> Now, it doesn't have to be like, all right, guys, settle down, settle down. i got to exhort you real quick. <coughs> you stand up in the hangout. Uh, got to preach. That's not what it has to be, you know. You just have to exhort. It's that fitly spoken word. It is when you speak truth into somebody's life. What a joy uh, to receive that blessing from a brother and sister. You know, you know how good that is when you're at small group? You know, my guys are like Alex and Miles and Kendall and Alvy. Like, I have these guys that are, if I'm doing something wrong, <laughs> and Alex is like, Hey man, this is the truth. You know, I'm like man, that's good. That's good when I'm corrected like that. That's good. I don't know if that's ever happened, but I don't mess up. I don't really mess up. But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but when they say that thing, you're like, oh wow, <laughs> that really speaks to my life right now. I'm not going to say anything, but... <laughs> um, you know, we need that. That's the accountability that the small group provides. You know, when, when Melissa just puts you on blast in her small group, she's like, listen, you can't do that. She's really nice. She doesn't do that. Um, so we need that. We need someone to tell us when we're messing up. We need someone to tell us, even if there's, we don't know what's going on, something feels weird. You know, I haven't figured it out yet. I'm still processing and someone will just say that thing. Mm, that's what it is. He's right. She's right. She got it. Um, we need that to pick us up when we're stumbling. We need each other for that word. Um, that verse God gave us today, that's not just for you. Um, it's like what, what he gave you is for you. So that you can tell her. And she can tell him. So that he can tell her. It's God works in these ways to where when he designs, like the intricacies of his design of the world of the human, of the animal, like, of, of everything, and then we just kind of stop it there. 
You don't think that those intricacies still exist in things like giving Jacinda a word? It's still just as complicated. It's still just as complex. It's still just as, as godly and like magnificent what he wanted to do with that word. It doesn't stop at creation. Does that make sense? Anyways. Uh, if, you leave, if you leave hanging out, if you leave this group hangout or this party or whatever, if you leave that and some form of exhortation hasn't taken place, you might need to examine what exactly you were doing. That one hurts. <laughs> that was hard for me to write down. Uh, what? Why were... So, let me get this straight. At any moment, Jesus Christ, this blaring trumpet cries out, and this dude comes back, he's like, let's go. And the church disappears... And all, all the people I had in my life that were lost, all of a sudden, I don't, I, I don't get to share the gospel. I don't get any more chances. I don't get any more days to be brave enough, have the boldness. You know, I don't have any more days to pray for open doors. At any moment, the church is done. At any single moment. But I'm going to go hang out with my boys. Uh, what's, what was the song? It's Friday night with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> so... This could be the last second of our existence on earth. You know? Every day could be the last day you have. So, so you're going to waste that? And, and not, even, not even be about it, you know? We're just going to, well, he's probably going to come back tomorrow. So we're just going to go play 2K. You know, that bums me out. I've done that so many times. And God, God's given so much grace, and, you know, it's good. I'm not saying it's bad, but, man, that could have been the last time. And I didn't, we didn't even bother to exhort each other. We didn't, we didn't bother to take it seriously. Like, I'm going to take, take a few hours off as a Christian and just hang out. You know? I'm not, and there's, there's hangouts. There's fellowship. And exhorting isn't an official thing. It's just making sure you're about the business while you're hanging out. You know, just don't forget why we're here. Don't forget why you're with the people you're with. Don't forget the message you have. So, question. You have to get out of this one. Do I exhort my brothers and sisters? Do I exhort? You don't have to go to, to D2. You don't have to be an FBI. You know, you don't have to be the studied guy. Um, except to say what God tells you. I did these really confusing. Getting lost. All right, so B. Your point one, point two, A, B. B is comfort. Paul was comforting to the people around him. Um, the Spirit of God also owns the title of comforter. Make sense? Yeah. <laughs> the spirit that lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people call him the comforter. Um, are you telling me that an individual that has that spirit dwelling inside of him shouldn't be able to comfort those around him? Like, shouldn't that be obvious? You know, if, if you're going to go around saying, like, 
well, this is what this guy was here. You know, I have all these witnesses about how he acted, and this is what he was like. Like, shouldn't comfort be the obvious one? You have the spirit whose name is Comforter living inside of you. To me, that, that makes sense that I should be comforted. You know what I mean? So you know where that question is going in my comfort. But are you telling me that an individual that has that shouldn't be able to comfort the people around him? It was a prime function of Paul in Thessalonians and in, you know, the epistles and in, like, every single book that Paul wrote. You know, he's talking about comfort and comfort in the bowels and these guys coming back and he's like, oh man, that was so cool that you were there and I'm comforted because he was comforted because you guys were comforted because the Spirit was there, man. That's what the Spirit does. That's a fruit of the Spirit is comfort. He's called the comforter. Um, Paul went into these churches usually correcting grievous doctrine errors. He, he, he went through, he's like, all right, here's a church, here's a church, here's a church, here's a church. And he came around, and there, there was these Jews, Jews that came behind him, and they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no,
You have the power to rejuvenate. You have the power to comfort. Because that spirit lives in you. And if you're going to live with that spirit, that's the power, that's the work that he's trying to do. If you yield to that, you can leave a situation and you've been a blessing to your brothers and sisters. You've entered in and not wasted the time. Don't squander that gift. You know? Don't waste that day. Don't waste that hangout. Don't waste that opportunity with that lost person. Don't waste that opportunity with your brother and sister to comfort them. To, to be a joy to them because of your joy. Question. Do I comfort my brothers and sisters? You can probably guess the questions at this point, but they're still up there. But actually, I'm about to switch it up. <laughs> you know. And then another question. Are we a family? Question. Are we a family? Yes. yes. Oh, nice. That's not what I was trying to do, but... <laughs> well, you have to ask yourselves that, you know? Because you can say yes, but the way you act might, might not be like you're a family. Um, that last point of Paul's in that verse... Um, is, you know, he's bringing up the point of charging. I kind of lumped that into exhorting, so we're just going to go on to this point. That's why there's two questions in a row. But, are we a family? Because the next slide, um, I don't know if I read it in order, but, so family has each other's backs. Family means that I sacrifice liberties for those around me. Family means that I die to myself to serve someone else. Family means I wake up on time to get to something scheduled because others are relying on me to. I'm going to say that one again and then I'm going to keep going. Family means that I die to myself to serve others. And family means that I wake up on time, that I don't make plans that don't matter because I have to get to something that I'm scheduled to do because other people are depending on me to do them. Family... It means I will live right so that you don't get the wrong ideas. Amen. Family means that I'm an example. Family means that I will keep you accountable. If you're my sister, you're my brother, I'm going to check in with you. You know, Kendall, you better be dating Natalie right. I'm going to be checking in. That's what family does. Um, I will, family means I will keep you, I will, I will comfort you. You know, I will exhort you and I will speak that fitly spoken word to you. Um, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we're here for that's what the body of Christ is a family we're brothers and sisters in Christ because now we have God as our father that's, that's a family but the same gifting like you know God is a physical body he gave you a finger like you know how this finger jacked me up playing guitar well I really needed that finger thanks you know but that's like that person who can't be faithful to the ministry they serve in, like, even if they think it's lame, even if they, like, well, it's not that big of a deal, or I'll just wing it, or I'll show, you know, that person, like, we needed that, man. Yeah. We were counting on you to do that little thing. It doesn't matter if it's little or big. It doesn't matter if my big, you know, you can't even see my toes. I need them to balance. <laughs> There's a tons of examples, but we need every single part of the body. We need every single part of the family. I need every single one of you to be keeping me accountable. I need you guys to exhort. I need you guys to comfort me. I get sad sometimes. <laughs> you know, and I need you to encourage me. I need you to lift me up because God's telling you something. 
It's not just my God. It's your God and your God and your God and your God. And Jesus died for you. Can I have some of that? Are you keeping that all to yourself? I mean, share some, man. That's what families do. They share. How knows? Ten kids? They had to share. All right. So that's kind of charging wrapped into a family that's speaking to you. Probably because it is. Um, point three. The way I walk matters to God. So that, that first verse was the way I walk matters to me to keep me and my walk with God right. You know, if I'm erring, then I'm messing up what, what me and God are doing. And then the second point, that second verse was I'm walking for you. Like the way I walk with God matters for you. It's benefiting you. It's, it, we're for each other. And this third point is it matters to God. The way I walk matters to God. Listen to what he says. That ye would walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. God called you unto his glory. He called you unto his kingdom. He called called you to walk worthy of that stuff. You know what I mean? He gave you that name. Now are you going to walk worthy of that name? He gave you... So, you guys are witnesses. Am I doing that? You guys are witnesses. That's your job to tell me if I am. It's my job to do that. But that's what walking the Christian walk means. It means that I'm walking right for myself. You know, I'm, I'm getting up and I'm praying. And I'm, I'm finding the word because I need the word, man. Because that's the rule book. That, that's my light. How am I going to walk if I can't see where I'm going? Did you remember that? Like, we're in darkness and we're lights. If the word is a light into my path and I don't open that up, how are you going to get anywhere? Where are you going when you can't see? Stop. Like, stop. Please stop. Walk it. Just stay where you are. I'm going to get a light to you or something. You know, like, a lot of us were just, like, trying to walk. Like, oh, I'll get there. You know? We don't even have the light open. Where are you, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> the, enemy, the enemy is attacking your walk. He is desperately trying to get your foot to slip. He has cliffs. You know, me and Havala, well, we started, Havala and I started reading that big picture book of Pilgrim's Progress. I don't know, I love that book. We didn't get very far, we got like three chapters. But it's so cool. That book is so cool. If you haven't read the big picture one, it's like simplified, like a kid version. It's way easier. Um, but it's still so cool, man. Like, he's, he's walking, and he has this huge pack. His name's Christian. He's walking, and he's like, he meets this guy named Evangelist. And Evangelist is like, hey, man. That's where you want to go. He lives in the Christian lives in the city of destruction, you know, and so evangelist finds him. He's like, you got to go to those gates, man. Christian's like, okay, because he's reading this book. And his wife doesn't get it. His kids don't get it. None of the city gets it with him. Like he's the only one. And evangelist points him in the right way. He's like, all right. He has this huge pack, this huge burden. He's walking and starts getting swampy, you know. <laughs> it starts up. He starts sinking. It's, it's just all this stuff like the Christian walk and. If you shut the book, like if you turn off the light, you're not getting anywhere. There's no point to walk. You know what I mean? You need, you need the light. You need to be in the Word. You need, you need us. I need you. Because the, the enemy is attacking. There's constantly, that, that's the whole story, um, is basically all these people um, who are trying to get Christian to stop walking the hard, straight path. 
hey man, this this is this is a shortcut. I've been there, you know. And then it, it ends up being like, you know, everything. Everything's just trying to get him to stop walking. And that's 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 our lives. We're the, the enemy is trying to get us to slip. So I'm going to wrap up um, in Psalm 73. I'm going to read a little chunk of it. So um, if you want to turn there, I'll give you a second. If you want to turn there. But we're going to be in verses 1 through 17 of Psalm 73. Oh, it's right here too. You don't have to, I guess. I forgot to do that for you. I'm so nice. Okay, Psalm 73. Wait a second. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain, violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness, they have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression, they speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither, and the waters of a full cup are wrung out unto them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say then, I will speak thus, Behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Ready for verse 17? Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood therein. Jesus Christ has given you everything. Anything you want justly is in Jesus. Anything you could, could, could desire is in Jesus. He's washed you white as snow. He's justified you completely. He's given you the power to do all things through him who strengthens you. He, he gave us the Spirit who teaches us the word that he gave us. He, and this is, this is from God also, by the way. They're all the same thing. The only thing, the only way you can live unworthy of that calling is to step outside of his provision, to leave the sanctuary. I, I mentioned that. I didn't want to talk about this because I hate this passage too. But so Ezekiel 16, I mentioned that earlier. Um, man. When God found you, picture yourself like an infant out of the womb, like born into Satan's family. Uh, you know, and you just got thrown out into the wild. And imagine just how gross a little baby gets, you know. It's all nasty and dirty and blood all over it. It doesn't have its cord. or I don't know. It's just nasty. Right. I don't know. 
It's gross, you know. But God, he's walking around, and he's like, man, that's a, I'm going to find that. And he takes it, and he cleans it up. He washes it, white as snow. He, he, puts, it, he puts clothes on it, and then it, he like, lets it live in his, his, his home, his sanctuary. He lets it live there. It's his kid now. He adopts it. He, he puts on jewels. He gives it necklaces. He gives it bracelets. He gives it you know, these nice shoes. He, he, he gives it everything this kid could want. And it's a girl, you know, because we're the bride of Christ. And, and God, he has this whatever. But <laughs> this girl grows up. And you know what that girl does? She, she, she leaves the sanctuary. And she stands on the curb. She's like... And she, she gives herself to anyone that walks by. She leaves everything that God did for her and is asking for anyone that's going to love her to love her. And they, they, they take her and they abuse her and they, you know, have all... But that's us, man. That's what that daughter does. She, she leaves the sanctuary that God gave her and she sells herself. That's what I do all the time. I say, God, what you did wasn't good enough. I'm going to go be a whore, you know? I want to go have some fun. I want to I see what this guy's got. I want to go see what this girl's, you know, whatever. But we get messed up when we leave the sanctuary. And you're going to get messed up when you leave the sanctuary. And my sanctuary is here. This is my sanctuary. This is the truth. This is God. This is the Spirit. This is the answer for my life. And I take this, and I come to church, and I go to Bible study, and I walk right. And that's, that's the sanctuary. That's what God gave me to keep me from that. But I still, I still make myself dirty, you know. And so, Jesus gave you everything. Um... And he's, he's also made a way in any situation for you to get out of it. Mm-hmm. He says you will never, never face anything that you're not able to overcome. Never. Never. Every situation, there's a way out. Um, and so this last question is, um, am I walking worthy? And walking worthy is just being in the sanctuary, you know. So, sorry I ended like that. I wasn't planning on that. Um, if you couldn't answer any of those questions rightly or in a, in a positive way, grab somebody, please. And um, praise team, can we can get up and um, man, pray with somebody. Get that right. Um, let's let's be that one church that doesn't get puked out? Can we be that family that God doesn't puke? Can we just live right? Can we walk right? Anyways, love you guys. Thank you.